0: Welcome to today's episode of The Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy and I've got another lovely book club for you today. Now, for those of you who have been paying attention You've probably noticed there's been an extra week go by without a book club, and I'm very sorry for that. I've just completely lost track of time. And rather than having four book recommendations this week, I've actually got five. So you'll hear from our last five guests on the podcast, Jen Fenwick, Kyle DuFord, Lou Coughlin, Danny Covey and Natalie Mullen. And as always, if you don't want to be scribbling notes about all of the different books um, and authors that you're hearing about today, if you go to the show notes, either on your podcast um, listening device of choice or via the website impactfulauthenticity.me. You will find all of the details there so you can just put your feet up, relax and enjoy the show. So with five books to get through, let's get started. And I started off by asking Lou, what was the book that she would recommend for you all?
1: book i'm going to pick and recommend will is going to be how to be a human it's ruby wax with a neuroscientist and a monk and it is a wonderful read i had highlighters all over it and then amazingly i was very fortunate that she brought it to a live show here in ireland and it went along to it so she had the neuroscientist and the monk on stage and it was just really revealing um how deep and impactful um all mm. our thoughts are about how to live life and how to be a human. Like, what a good title of a book! Because it is hard. Yeah. To be human. <laughs> Gosh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> so, do we need more books like that anyway, for sure?
0: <laughs> wow. And so, is it kind of a blend of their three perspectives? Because I'm assuming they're all kind of quite different, but also I can imagine it's quite an interesting combination of thought.
1: It is brilliant. It is brilliant. And she keeps it like light but really truthful and raw and like the neuroscientist is so intelligent about the brain but keeps it at a at a rate a, like a pace that we can understand and then oh the monk he, he's just brilliant as well and it was just lo it's lovely there you know the blend of different lives and how we live them and yet we're all trying to get to the same end and yeah. the same value system yes living our lives differently like that's what yeah i loved it and i really think um I, I, and obviously the bonus was to see them in life then and just hear their conversation flow, but definitely one for the shelf. And it's a lovely, colourful book as well. She did a great job, of course, true Ruby Wax style um, unique and, you know, and honest. And you couldn't but just love her for it because she's very... Um, and it's very well researched you know there's an an awful lot of really good information like the highlighter was literally out and I was like "Wow, that's really interesting you know so I love those kind of books Mm. that I can get my pen to and I'm like oh I love looking at all this and Mm. learning more learning more and and was there any kind of like
0: practical tips I don't know why in my mind I'm kind of starting to feel like this book would have like whether it be some meditation things from the monk or some other kind of helpful, useful tips that people could kind of go away and apply? Or is it much more kind of a factual kind of
1: book? No, it was more alongside of what you're saying. It was a bit of both, actually, because that's why I I learned an awful lot about stuff I didn't know, like even the neuroscientists, you know, just about your neurons and all that. Like it was really interesting, but he kept it simple Mm. that I could understand it. But equally, there was yeah, no, I learned an awful lot for from it. And okay. yeah, I, I what I loved about it was you yeah, know that unique um perspective from each of them, but still you totally got it. Do you know that kind of way you were like, oh yeah, oh, monk? Oh, I want to be friends with neuroscientists. And even Ruby's uh take on it was really Yeah, you felt very close to her in it, in in understanding okay. her yeah. kind of insights on life and the and the same struggles for us all, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Having no idea really at the end
2: still. <laughs>
0: Lou and I ended up nattering away for a really, really long time about this book. So I've had to try and cut it down. Otherwise, we probably would have spent about 30 minutes the entire show just chatting about this one thing, and particularly me going off onto all sorts of, of weird divergence about my interest in neuroscience at the moment. But if you're curious to know more like I was, the book that Lou spoke about was How to Be a Human and that was by Ruby Wax, a neuroscientist and a monk. I did feel a little bit sorry for the neuroscientist and a monk that they didn't get their names mentioned specifically, but hey ho, that's what it says. So if you're looking for different perspectives and how they come together and maybe places where they diverge, this could be a really good book to have a look through. And moving to our second recommendation and on a similar theme about being human and our amazing bodies, let's go and listen to what Danny had to say.
3: After my last surgery, um, as I was recovering, I was recommended a book called When the Body Says No by Gabor Amate. And Mm -hmm. basically the book is about how disease can be the body's way of saying no to what your mind can't or won't acknowledge. And in a nutshell, it's the adage, listen to your body. It's trying to tell you something.
4: Mm.
3: And that's really helped me just pay attention. What is my body trying to tell me and listen? And it's just fixing that communication between brain and body. It's been an invaluable book, uh, helped me a lot. And I would recommend it to anybody that's interested.
0: Wow well I'm really fascinated I thought I didn't recognize the book I feel like I recognize the author though so I need to go and see if there's something else that I've, I've read or, or heard about from from them and just kind of curious because given how you described it and your own um, your own kind of journey mm-hmm. is there anything that you've kind of unlocked in terms of how you feel sort of the mind the body has been kind of working together that has kind of changed sort of since or how you've approached things since you've read that
3: book yeah um I never understood why given all the trauma I've been through why did I have this drive to do something like martial arts Mm. and as I've been thinking through it I was uh, as I was reading through the book it's about agency when you are Vulnerable, you're you're victimized. I would not say you're a victim, but when you're helpless, mm-hmm. yep. For me, martial arts has been a way of taking charge and saying, "Yes, I've had all this happen to me, but I'm going to take charge."
0: Mm.
3: So that it's yeah. been invaluable that way for me.
0: That's really really interesting, and and as you say that, it feels like it kind of completely and utterly makes sense you just need someone to kind of put it into that kind of context I've got to say as I've got older I'm a little bit older than you by a couple of years um given what you were saying about your age and timeline um I've certainly found that I try now to much more listen to what my body's telling me that I need or don't need etc um versus probably when I was younger it would just be like just Mm -hmm. keep going keep going just you know go 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 and now I just actually the last couple of weeks I felt like I just need to slow down there's a lot of stuff going on and I've just needed that kind of headspace to be able to kind of think things through and process and just kind of let myself get over grief and other things that have been happening so before I would have not done that and now I have and I feel so much better, and I'm sure my body is going to be so much better and thanking me for it not just in the near term but I think in the longer term, so I will absolutely get this book and and have a read and see um see all about it but thank yeah. you for sharing, really appreciate it. Danny spoke about when the body says no by Gabor mate, and I did go check if there was another book by Gabor that I was familiar with, as I mentioned there in that clip but there wasn't. It was actually him himself, and I've heard him speak a number of times on a lot of different diverse and interesting topics. So um, definitely consider checking him out as well as the book that Danny recommended. And we're going to stick to amazing feats the body can do and head over to our book recommendation number three by Jen. It's the Amazon, and
4: it's by Ed Stafford. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. No it's a crack so um I read this book um just when I was thinking about setting up my business um oh. so you know so, so I need to get this book is what you're telling me Jen thank you <laughs> do it and do it, do it, do it. Um, the yeah so this I read it um because I was kind of I, I i kind of made the decision that I was going to launch my business um but I hadn't resigned and it was kind of still I was going between that kind of Fear. I was in that fear zone, excited at the possibilities, but also the fear. And I was like, oh, um, and I read this book and it's about um, Ed Stafford and it's about his journey walking the Amazon. <laughs> the clues, clue's in the title. Um, so he went on this incredible journey, you know, so that's like 4,300 miles of Amazon. Like that's just, oh, wow. um, so, so he, he's an adventurer um, and he's, um, it took him 860 days um, I mean, he th- he didn't think it was going to take him quite that long, um, but it was just the most epic adventure. It's not it's not in, in the best written, but at, it's the most incredible journey, you know. And for me, I was wow. just, you know, the just the challenge that he went through. Um, yeah. and, I mean, honestly, this, the highs and lows and just the pure grit and determination, um, perseverance, resilience, all that stuff is just so inspiring. And I just thought, yeah. you know, when I finished it, I was like, "Okay, Ed spent 860 days walking the Amazon with all of the, all of the stuff that came with that, and here I am, like getting myself <laughs> stuck between you know, should I resign and start my business or not?" And I was like, oh, "You know, Jen, just just come on, go for it, but, you know." I, but it was kind of just so it's kind of like design and just sit you know um sit off yeah my own bin now and but while sleeping in my own bed there's no rough it sorry
0: the recording wasn't great there from the conversation I had with Jen but hopefully you got an idea about the book and it was walking in the Amazon by ed Stafford and it was all about his 860 days i think it was um adventure that he took walking along the amazon pretty self-explanatory title but Obviously, the challenges that he faced, um, the perseverance, the resilience, this amazing sense of adventure that you get from reading this book. So if you're looking for adventure, but from the comfort and security of your own bed or sofa, then this could be the book for you. And we'll now head to book number four. Moving from our bodies that we've kind of focused on in the last three books to something more about culture and how we interact and work with each other. So let's head over to Kyle to hear his recommendation.
5: I'd say that you know I I've, I've been reading a lot of business books lately in the last couple of years, and I and I found that I, if I want to read read books, I need to read read fictional books, and I've been doing it. I love a cheesy. Holiday romance—that's my secret guilty pleasure.
4: I as (laughs) well. Oh, they're amazing!
5: Like anything that's like Christmas trees and like you know fake boyfriend—you know, preparing for the you know anything like that. Just the cheesier, the better. I just, I just love it. However, for actual (laughs) (laughs) for substance, (laughs) I would say um, I I, I recently we're talking about authenticity. um, Read a book by Daniel Coyle called "The Culture." code. And um, I stole a lot of ideas of mine, some that we talked about on our podcast episode mm-hmm. of, uh, of just how to treat people, how to create safe environments. And it's a really great thing. So if you're a business leader looking to create an environment yeah. for, for them to succeed and to kind of proliferate this idea of authenticity and vulnerability, uh, the culture code is one that really, really changes um, the way you'd think about how to run a business.
0: Interesting. And is it more getting to cuz i've seen a couple of different books over the past around culture no one's actually mentioned it on the podcast yet out of um interestingly enough but is it about culture in terms of like trying to generate the culture within an organization or is it talking about kind of the different people's culture who are kind of coming into or a little bit of both
5: yeah that's that's a great distinction it's actually neither um i think it's just a, it, he, he looks at a lot of different cultures and by cultures um it, you know not nationalities per se but um no. group of individuals and so it starts off with the idea of giving you know 10 kindergartners the uh the marshmallow and pasta challenge of how how big of a skyscraper can you make mm. and like engineers or teachers and other groups of people and the kindergartners always win and the idea is like well why a very Malcolm Gladwell esque kind of solution. Yeah. It's very simple. It's because, well, they, you know, they're not competing with one another. They're they're all on the same team. Why is that? Well, they feel like they're part of a tribe and they're safe and so mm. forth and so on. And so he looks at Navy SEALs. He looks at basketball teams. He looks at all these different oh, individual yeah. groups of people who have succeeded yep. where they probably shouldn't have succeeded and why did mm. they? And and it it's really it gets down to how they're treated. Uh, what the culture is like, how they're rewarded um, for recognition, or what rituals they perform, and all those sorts of things. Like I said, I beg, borrowed, and s- stole a lot of those ideas um, for a book that I'm writing on on building culture, um, and also things that we do in the office. All about um, okay, how can we understand that this group was successful, not because of the talent they have inherently, and, and sure, you have to have a modicum mm-hmm. of talent to be successful, but it's because their success individually didn't trump the person next to them it was in collaboration with the person next to them it was uh, in concert with the people around them that that's what made them successful and so if you could tap into that gosh that's that's lightning in a bottle and and that's really what the book is yeah. about
0: it is and it's it's such a hard thing there's so many i think just back to i think what we spoke about in the podcast just about the ingrained beliefs and ways that people have been brought up that kind of mm-hmm. I think in the, well, I'd be curious to know with the, the next sort of generation, but I certainly feel of, of my generation, I'm kind of a similar age to you, that it was all about competition all the time and less about the like the whole and together. And I, I, yeah, I think it's left some kind of really messed up forms of culture in different parts of companies, organisations, places, etc. So I will definitely be downloading that book. And I'll maybe ask you separately, Kyle, for some of your cheesy um, books, because very similar to you. I love it as we start getting into November and I can start Googling for like, what's the next best kind of Christmas rom-com book to be able to download, which you know exactly right. what's going to happen, but it's something lovely just to be able to turn the brain off and, and read. So I
5: just thank I, I've, you I've become much. a sap for, for good romance and, and like, you know, believable or mm-hmm. not, like I just, I'll cry. My wife laughs at me because she'll, she'll see one of those. And you know, the cover right away, right? That's kind of like the, yeah. the modern version of a romance novel is a very illustrated cover with bright yeah. colors, handwritten a typography. And my wife will look at it and say, oh, that's the kind of book you want to read. <laughs> so <laughs> I go, absolutely.
0: I actually have just got started on this book recommendation from Kyle because I found it so interesting having a listened to him talk about it. And whether you're looking to potentially apply some parts of it to your work life or to other parts of your life where there's group, there's certainly some really great insights and lessons that you can apply by the end. I'm sure I'm already feeling that from the parts that I've read. So if you want to know more The book that Kyle mentioned is The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups by Daniel Coyle. And I'm also definitely going to be reaching out to Kyle nearer to Christmas for another book recommendation. So if you, like me, love a little bit of a seasonal romance book with all of those cheesy covers, then hopefully I can get Kyle back for a little quick Christmas edition. And let's go to our final book recommendation from Natalie.
2: A book that I have really enjoyed, and maybe your listeners are already familiar with it, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I think what was so revelational to me about this was realizing that I can be deliberate in how I specifically choose to build my habits to support my own well-being or to support yeah. my life in general. Because mm. I think a lot of times we we just kind of stumble into habits. And, and so yeah. we don't realize that, no, you can actually be intentional about the habits and you can make changes that um, really can benefit your life. And just And he mm. gives so many different strategies. And I think that's what I love. It's not like, okay, just do this. There are a wide variety of strategies that he gives, and you can find the ones that work for you. So some of the ones that worked for me was um, you know, he talked about doing a habit even if it's for a really short time because you just want to get started. So I remember I kind of fell into this funk when I was working out and I wouldn't work out anymore. So I was like, I'm gonna start with 10. I like the number 10. I like working with friendly numbers. I'm a teacher too. So in math, we're always telling our kids work with friendly numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I would start with the number 10. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to gonna press play on this video and I'm going to do it for 10 seconds, just 10 seconds. But if I could commit to 10 seconds, we're going to see what happens. If, if I'm tired after 10 seconds, well, guess what? I did 10 seconds mm-hmm. and then I can do 10 minutes or I could do 10 jumping jacks or 10 pushups, whatever the thing is, but just 10. And 10 is, again, it's a friendly number to the mind. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you can do for, for just 10 of it. Or I would say, so like what helps me in drinking more water is like, I'm going to take 10 sips at a time because I'd have a big bottle that would take me so long. Right. And so just little things like that. And also yeah. you talked about habit stacking. So putting two things together at the same time. So something that you already regularly do. So I have to drive my son to daycare. It's something I do every single day. But in that time, maybe I want to work on personal development. So I want to start listening to a podcast but maybe at home or at work, I'm like, oh, I never have time to listen to podcasts. But mm-hmm. if I build that habit into something I'm already doing, so every time I'm in the car, I'm going to listen to a podcast while I'm driving, I've now put two habits together. So I put my affirmations, I actually recorded my own affirmations,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, I put it as a, a voice recording. And I sometimes I find it hard to say my affirmations daily, but I just made a voice recording of it, and I played every day in the car when I drive to my son's daycare, I listen to a podcast, and and then I add on more and more and more things. And it's like, oh, these are all tied together now. So it's just like a little routine for me, instead of having to find different times in the day to to do it all. So I really have enjoyed that book. And it's Yeah, it's been quite transformational for me.
0: I am absolutely going to steal this one about the affirmations. Because I Yeah, (laughs) I'm a big um, believer in affirmations, I find and it's one of those things that sometimes I slip out of the habit of of the kind of saying them in the morning. And I don't know why I slip out of the habit, but I have done. But this tip of just recording them and then being able to listen is, um, is a good one. I'm absolutely going to steal that because I can do that also. I only have to walk my son to daycare. So I don't have to get in a car and it's not very far, but it would definitely be enough to listen yeah. to my affirmations like 10 times over so and you're hearing that it is- in your
2: own voice so it's actually mm. even more powerful than you know if you were to find a guided yeah. affirmation like because you're hearing it in your own voice and then you're just agreeing with your own self so yeah. it, it it makes you believe it even more
0: yeah I absolutely love it and I need to go back and read this book again so I have read this book a while ago and a, f- a few people not on the podcast but in other places have have kind of said about it. And I was like, I haven't managed to make any changes from it. So I think that's why I was like, I'm not sure. But so many other people have. I'm like, I need to go back. I probably just maybe read it at the wrong time that I wasn't um, ready to start implementing some of those tactics. Because I think with any book, it's anything you can read. But if you then don't take something and actually make action from it, which is kind of why I loved sort of you're thinking about, you know, the dream big and take action because nothing is possible without the action. So
4: yes.
2: Yeah. I and will... I'll give you a little tip too. Like I I have the physical book, but I I actually listened to the audio book first. No, that's not true. Hmm. I started reading the physical book. It was taking me kind of a while to get through it. So, I, but I wanted to read it. And so I switched to the audio book and that for me was when it clicked. Something about me ah. hearing the words and hearing the examples, it resonated more with me than reading mm. it in the book. And okay. um I, the words because the words just linger in my mind. So like throughout the day I'll kind of just be thinking about it a little bit more. Whereas I feel like when I when I was reading that particular book, the words weren't necessarily sticking with me. So that that's an option you could try. Yeah, and I yeah. would just space it out because there's there's so many different mm. strategies and advice that he gives. So I would kind of listen to a chapter. Kind of stop, you know, do other things, and then come back to it maybe a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, yeah. um, because you can't implement all the strategies at once, anyways. But yeah, so you know, just take your time. But but the audio is really good. You know, he records it in his own voice, and uh, it was a really nice. It was an easy listen, so that might be a tip that helps.
0: So Natalie spoke about Atomic Habits by James Clear. And she also gave lots and lots of great tips that I'm already starting to implement. So amazing. Thank you so much, Natalie, for all of those insights. I haven't started reading the book again yet, so I still have to do that. It is on my list. But as you can tell from the podcast, not just from the books I'm listening to and hearing about here, but just all of my friends and other people who give me recommendations, I have a very, very long book list. But I definitely will make sure I go back to this one. And I love the little tip about potentially putting it onto Audible or some other format, which means that you can kind of listen to it versus having to sit down and read. So with that, just a big, big thanks to you all for Listening to the show today, I hope you've heard something that sparked your curiosity and I'll see you next week, as always, with some more guest stories. If you enjoyed the episode or you heard about some books you think some of your friends or family would love to know about, please share the link with them. Um, It would be lovely to have them come along and listen to the show. As always, Just remember that authenticity is a continual journey. Small steps can make a big difference. Take care.